Welcome to The Walk, a devotionals podcast led by worship leaders. In this episode, Matt Marr tells a story about a time that he would have literally paid money to fall into a sinkhole. Here we go. I have a funny story of when I realized that I had a lot of growing up to do in my life. I think I think everyone goes through moments where you uh, are exposed to a part of you that you did not realize was as big of a part of you as you thought. It's 1996. I was playing keyboards in a worship team at my church, and we were doing a training conference. And it was a new church that I've been going to for six months. And uh, I was studying music in college. I was three years into a music degree. I was, uh, you know, basically about to start uh, finishing my degree in jazz on the piano. And I was pretty confident in my ability and was playing secondary keyboards. And if I'm honest, I was a little bit, um, I just thought I was better than the piano player. And uh, I had better skills. And, um, but nevertheless, here I was playing a Korg keyboard, standing up like an eighties rock star playing a keyboard. And we're demonstrating sort of like how to play liturgical music. So music, how to, how do you know, lead worship in a liturgical context. And so we're going through all the different parts of liturgy and we're talking about, you know, using a band. And, and so then, um, you know, one of the guys who, uh, uh, was the guy that I was working under said, uh, Oh, I, I need to introduce the band. And so he starts going around and he starts introducing all the band. And he's like, And here's this is so and so, and he plays the drums, and this is so and so, he's a guitar player, and so and so. And he gets through the whole band and he completely forgot about me. And I was just sort of standing there, and everyone else is looking at this guy and they're like, Psst, You, you, Matt, you forgot, you forgot, Matt. And he's like, Oh, oh, how silly of me. I, I forgot. This is the our newest uh the newest uh person. He's a new member on staff. We're really excited uh to have him here uh part time on staff. Uh this is uh this is Matt. This is Matt Marr. And I felt so small in that moment. If I had an inner child, that inner child was standing in the rain without a raincoat, holding uh, a balloon that was deflated and was slowly just sinking to the ground. And if there was a sinkhole that would have opened in that moment and swallowed me whole, I would have gladly welcomed it. I would have paid. I would have paid. I would have taken my, my tuition scholarship for being a jazz major and I would have cashed it in for a sinkhole that would have swallowed me up from that moment with the sheer amount of shame I felt. And I felt shame because I felt ashamed at how I felt. I felt ashamed at the fact that it bothered me so much that this person forgot about me, that I was an afterthought. And I just thought this shouldn't matter that much. I know in my head what it means to be a servant I know on paper what it means to be a servant like but but why why am I having such a hard time with it and it made me realize that I needed a mentor 
that I needed to be mentored. I need to get to a point in my life where maybe this doesn't matter as much to me. And I look back on that moment now as a real pivotal small moment that most people will probably not even know that, oh, that kid's uh, trajectory of his life was shaped by that moment. But for me, it was. And I've learned to be incredibly grateful for it because it was really the beginning of a journey where that person who actually forgot about me became one of the most influential, positive people in my life who is really a big brother. And I'm grateful for him so much and his willingness to journey with me in faith. In the second half of this episode, Matt explains that for some leaders, being mentored can mean being willing to identify some of your blind spots. For those who mentor, it can also mean laying down your vision for your future, laying down your calling, and even laying down your life for another leader. Some of you may have already heard that we are launching an online institute called the Worship Leader Institute. And here to tell us a bit more about it are some of our team members, including our institute director, Rob Redman. What's up, y'all? This is Barry Buckner again, head of strategic partnerships here at Worship Leader Magazine and Authentic Media. I'm excited to share with you an interview with the masterminds behind the Worship Leader Institute, our new platform launching this fall. First up, I asked the president of WLM, Lexi Fromm, why she and the team decided to create WLI in the first place. The Worship Leader Institute was an idea from my father and The idea started well beyond my time of beginning at Worship Theater, but it was the last thing that we worked on together before we went to heaven. And we wanted to create a place for our subscribers to gather beyond just a one-time meeting at the conference and a place where they could continue learning together. Next, I spoke to the associate director of the Institute, Jason Harris, about the cost of the program. Our subscription starts at just $14.99 a month. You know, the heart of the Worship Leader Institute is for the local church and for worship leaders desiring to strengthen their leadership and their ministry. And so with that in mind, our goal was to build a program that includes workshops and classes from experienced church leaders. That's both affordable and accessible to churches and leaders of any size and budget. And uh, we believe affordability and accessibility are the keys to building up worship leaders and ministry volunteers wherever and however they might be called. And finally... I had the honor of speaking with Rob Redman, who serves as the director of the Institute, about the teachers and the topics that we cover. The course designers and teachers at the Worship Leader Institute are carefully chosen, not only for their practical experience, but also for their ability to think biblically and theologically about what they do and why they do it. And also, they have the ability to communicate effectively what they uh, their experience and their knowledge for the benefit of others. So these reflective practitioners really are the core of the Worship Leader Institute. We're delighted to have a cadre of seasoned practitioners who are willing to work alongside us to develop the best courses we can offer. If you want to go beyond the performance and get back to the heart of worship by learning from some of the best minds in worship, visit worshipleaderinstitute.com. That's www.worshipleaderinstitute.com worshipleaderinstitute.com One more note regarding the Institute. We have a robust coaching program headed by Joe Hornis who comes with decades of experience leading teams and worship programs at places like Willow Creek. 
We'll hear from Joe on the mentorship and coaching aspect of our institute in an upcoming episode. Okay, back to Matt. So I was talking about how, you know, I went through this kind of embarrassing moment in front of a bunch of strangers at a conference, feeling kind of forgotten and realizing it kind of exposed a bit of a core wound of like needing, wanting to be seen and affirmed. But really what it exposed was the need to be mentored. And when you start talking about the idea of people in ministry needing to be mentored, one of the stories that fascinates me is the story of Moses and Joshua. And I think it actually has an application for both older people in ministry and younger people in ministry. So I remember it was 2004, I was leading worship on a youth retreat, and I was up late one night outside reading my Bible. Now, before you think I'm really holy, I was smoking a cigarette while I was doing it. So full confession, but I, you know, I've I've been quit smoking for almost 20 years now. Um, But nevertheless, I'm up late uh, reading the book of Deuteronomy and smoking a cigarette. And I get to this part at the end of the book of Deuteronomy, which is the death of Moses. And it literally, I remember the subheading, it's not like a chat, it just says like in italics, the death of Moses. So I just thought, oh, I should pay attention. And God leads Moses up to this, you know, you know, basically up and shows him the promised land. He said, there it is. There's the, there's the land that you found it. Uh, and now you're going to die. <laughs> you're not the guy to carry these people, to walk with these people into the promised land. Instead, I've appointed Joshua, son of Nun. It was this moment where the Holy Spirit, as I was reading it, was whispering into my ear, pay attention. You need to pay attention to this. This is very, very important as a leader. I should note that as I was reading this story, it was about seven years after the embarrassing story that I talked about earlier. So I'd, seven years had transpired of living and being mentored and having my ego crushed by being in a local church, and pouring myself out and serving people, trying to write songs, writing a lot of bad songs, having your songs torn apart by deacons who don't have a music degree and, you know, countless times of wishing I wrote Heart of Worship, all of it. Um, but this moment was interesting for me because the more I thought on it, what I sensed that God was saying was, there are going to be things in your life that you have a vision for and possibly even a calling for, but it's not yours maybe to see into fruition. You're going to carry it so far and then I'm going to point out somebody else that you need to be willing to raise up and say, okay, your job is to take it the next chapter. Because a lot of what I see happening in the church right now is people who get raised up to be a leader and get to a certain point and don't know what's going to come next. And they've been mentored. They've been raised up. But they don't know what it's like to experience this moment. And what I didn't realize until this chapter in my life of now of seeing new younger, talented people come up and seeing God open doors for them that I had a vision for, but they didn't open for me. You have two choices. You either praise God for him opening the door for that person, or you become bitter 
just say, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't open it for me. And I never stopped to think about the fact that the people who mentored me, when they saw me come along and they saw the things that God doing in my life, that they had a vision for that in their life. And I came along and all of a sudden I was doing the things that they wanted to do, but they never complained and they never held it against me. And they never once made me feel bad for the fact that I was getting to do things that maybe they wish they would have gotten to do. And so that's sort of like one of the last, I think, seasons of mentoring I'm learning as a leader is when you get old, the thing that you realize is the people that mentored you, you can't be grateful for them until you get to a certain point and you realize how much they actually really did kind of lay down to be a mentor. And I wonder if Joshua did. I wonder if Joshua later in his life was looking back on Moses and going, wow, he really did just let me lead those. Like he laid down and died. He didn't try to object to God. Say, well, can't you keep me alive for a little bit longer? Surely you're God, right? So there's this element of learning to accept the will of God because scripture also shows us a really clear example of what happens when a leader tries to hold on to his power for too long in Saul and David and You just admire a young person for their talent, but don't actually stop to think that maybe they're being raised up as a leader. In that story, we see what happens with sort of the unwillingness to relinquish authority and power and holding on to it. So for me, what I'm learning in mentoring is that there comes a willingness as a young person to be mentored, and then there comes a willingness as an older person when it's time to mentor people to realize that you've carried certain things as far as you're supposed to and it's time for someone else and you learn to find joy in that not so much the doing of you know climbing the mountain or building a tower but in watching someone else do it and celebrating the activity of God in their life as they're doing it so my encouragement if you're listening to this and you're you're a young worship leader frustrated is um are you willing to be mentored, number one? Are, are you willing to allow the Holy Spirit to identify the blind spots in your character that need to be formed, the places where your ego gets bruised or you don't feel noticed or seen? And, and then my, my question, if you're older, is are you afraid of being replaced? Are you afraid of the young guy who's more talented than you and all the things, you know, and... Do you need to grieve and let go of what was so that you can embrace the season of what can be and trust that in doing that, that God is on the move and he just wants you to be involved in a different way. Do you have a mentor? Are you mentoring someone? Would you be willing to lay your plans down and allow another person to pick them up and see them to fruition? In our self-focused culture, those are not topics we usually discuss, which is why we're so grateful to Matt for his contribution to our podcast. Matt is a prolific songwriter and performer. He's got a new album coming out in October, so be on the lookout for that, but he recently released a single based on the Lord's Prayer that we'll use to play out our episode. As always, special thanks to Matt McCarty for producing and editing today's episode. Jacob Fairclough produced our theme song, The Walk is brought to you by Worship Leader Magazine, which is an authentic media brand. I'm Joshua Swanson. Here's Matt's song, The Lord's Prayer, It's Yours.
Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of Million Praying Moms, and I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's Word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's Word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.